It's time to talk chop with your favorite barbershop. It's the Ultimate Fades Podcast. I am your host at This Is Disco, and this is episode one of the Ultimate Phase Podcast, where we bring you behind the scenes with the team responsible for the best clean cuts in the city. So make sure you check them out at ultimatefades.com to book your next appointment. Shout out to Juno-nominated producer AAA at AAA Beats on Instagram for the awesome music. And for now, eyes and ears open, relax, and let's get it. Well, first of all, I would like to uh, thank Disco for uh, being here with us and actually doing this first uh, podcast with Ultimate Fates. Uh, <laughs> it's been uh, actually a blessing to reach this point. But uh, let me tell you how this whole Ultimate Fates barbershop and branding and industry happened with uh, basically just how I started. Um, when we uh, first started... It was just me, obviously, in the shop alone, but uh, let me paint a bigger picture for you guys how I actually started the whole company. I used to go to university for um, aerospace engineering, and um, I used to cut hair in high school and all that stuff, like, you know, any other regular barber starts here and there, and uh, I always had the passion for it. So the way it happened was obviously when you grow up and have your parents tell you you got to do this you got to study you got to you know go to school finish university i did that just for them obviously but at the end of the day i didn't uh enjoy what i did but my passion was barbering so while i was in university i took some uh technology courses here and there and every you know let's say for technology you had to make a website or for you know, you had to create, uh, you know, something with coding or something. It would always be about Ultimate Fates. And my professor used to always tell me, hey, how come you know so much about this company? And yet he didn't know about it was, you know, the company or the establishment that I wanted to create. So after dropping out of second year uh, aerospace engineering, I just, you know, proceeded my passion, which was barbering. Started off with just two workers, me and one of my other buddies and from there you know every day from you know hard to believe now if i tell you but it was from one to two clients a day to you know a good day for me would be five clients and i would be going happy home and obviously you can't give up on that time right you always put your time and your passion and everything together you you try you know you don't give up right away and when you create a problem for yourself and you try to solve it, you try to find out every way in order to succeed in that problem, which mine was my main focus was I dropped out of university. I didn't make my parents happy. So now I got to actually, you know, make this successful. And that was my problem. And so on, you know, you meet new people, you meet different people, you get different opportunities and Slowly and slowly after a couple weeks, months, I could say almost took me two years to get a good steady clientele. And um, from there, actually, I met one of my main managers or barbers, one of my good friends I could call Ahmed. And uh, this guy, he came in for a haircut randomly (laughs) without no appointment. 
and uh, I got him in, and he oh was yeah. working for TD. And uh, I'll tell him, I'll I'll let him explain his story. But the way we met was he came in for a haircut, got referred by other people, and then he was like, yeah, complaining about his job that he doesn't like mm-hmm. working for a corporation and all that stuff. So all of a sudden I was like, hey, are you willing to you know spend some time with me and learn? And uh, you know it's not an easy job where you could learn right away, but you gotta dedicate all your time to. So uh, my hundred percent. So. <laughs> my <laughs> well you could say that Ahmed was just started literally his barbering s- skills with me he had no no like zero sk- like skills of barbering or have even touched a clipper yet so that's how yeah, he started that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then every day he dedicated his time to coming here and uh, watching me how to cut hair and uh, quit his job his yeah. parents were actually weren't happy at as well that was one of the things and yeah, I yeah, so let him Zomid, explain the rest um, yeah, man. Just like he said it, I came in, I came into the game uh, not knowing anything, and <clears throat> I actually came into uh, the Richmond Hill location, which was which was the first location that you know Tamim had ever set up, and um, came in for a haircut. Like he said, I was at that time working a corporate job at TD, which you know I would probably say ninety percent of the people that work a nine to five job, they're like miserable, you know. At the end of the day, you're another number, in and out, clock in and out. Um, I didn't have a passion, man. So, I don't know. I came and I sat that one day, I remember specifically, and we were talking while I was getting my haircut, and Tamim was just like, yeah, so what do you do? You enjoy it? And I was like, man, honestly, you know, I work at the bank. I, you know, I work corporate, but it, see, the thing with corporate is, and I think this goes with like 90% of the jobs, that in our like corporate out there is that it sounds good on paper, but in reality, um, you know, especially when you're, I don't know how it is around the world, but Toronto, I would assume New York places that are like, there's like a rat race going on. It's not enough to pay the bills. And at the end of the day, you're burnt out. That's how I was, especially going into it. And anyways, long story short, I was asking Tamim, hey, uh, you looks like you enjoy your job, man. Um, you have fun. Every time I would come in, we shoot the shit, you know. I knew you were a go-getter, that's why. I, I saw it yeah. on the first day. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and uh, I don't know. It just kind of sparked something in me when, you know, he was talking about how much he enjoyed being a barber. Uh, obviously, there are perks to being a barber or being in any trade. And that kind of ignited something within me. And I was like, man, this looks like fun. You know, I remember I remember at that time I had cut my dad's hair a few times. You know, I held a clipper, you know, a couple times. Never knew anything about fading whatsoever. Um, so I remember Tamim asked me, he's like, hey, if you're interested, um, come for what was it? Come for like a month. You were like, come for a month. Yeah, at least dedicate a whole month to the whole yeah. See if you like it. Worst case scenario, continue your job at, you know, TD, corporate life, whatever. So I was like, all right, you know what, man? Let's give it a try. I was really interested. Literally four days later, I bought my tools and showed up. And I was working at TD five days a week, Monday to Friday, and seven to three. So I would quit my or finish my job at three. From four to eight, nine p.m., I would come to the shop four days a week trained for a month with him um the real hustle yeah man 
that. I remember him telling me, he's like, every day I would go upstairs, you know, because he would, it's an office, yeah. right? In TD. He's like, before the elevators would open up, he's like, I would hate my yeah, life. Yeah, I would get in that <laughs> elevator, man. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, uh, keep in mind, though, like that job really gave me a foundation of leadership. Um, you know, I was put in a position where um, I was mentored by good managers. Um, so not taking anything away from that. And I also believe that shaped me to, you know, be in the position I am today, uh, managing a shop and, you know, certain skill sets of managing people and all, all around. Anyways, long story short, so we come for a month I'm training here and I'm bringing all my coworkers at TD at that time. <laughs> I'm like, guys, come for a free cut. Uh, it's on From me, the managers whatever. to the workers yeah, to the I cleaners of TD. Exactly, man. I would bring everyone, my best friend, uh, my friends, my coworkers. Month goes by, Tamim's like, yo, you're ready to take on a client. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Of course, I was shitting my pants, you know. Sweating. <laughs> <laughs> with and I and I think with with anyone, you know, starting in the industry, because you're not familiar with so many different hair types, you know, people. Uh, it goes a long way. Yeah, the hair industry goes a long and way. And you know, it's not just it's not just cutting hair. You need to have a personable attitude. You need to be social. People don't realize this is a service industry. So half of the time, and, and I'm pretty sure you can look around at different shops that, you know, might not give great haircuts. But one of the reasons people go back is that they enjoy the communication, the service, you know. And yeah, so one year working with Tamim, fast yeah. forward, we're like fast learner. It was everything. The, basically what inspired me to help Ahmed and train him and all that. I usually don't do that. Train somebody and waste a whole not really waste, but maybe has potential to waste my whole month or two months yeah, that's training. But I, I don't know, like the way he came in and picked up quick and actually stuck his word against like, you know, he, he kept his word saying, okay, I'm going to practice for a month. I'm going to come every day after work. And he kept to it. You know, he kept his word and I saw really potential in him. So I was like, okay, came for a year straight. Yeah. And to touch on what he said nowadays, in all honesty, barbers, especially guys who, you know, like a shop owner, like Tamim, who is, you know, their schedule is very busy, don't have the time to take you on, train you full time. Um, that's why nowadays you'll find, uh, you know, these courses barbers will do charge you anywhere from a thousand, three thousand bucks to teach you for a month um, because you don't know, you don't want to waste your energy. And I get that. And at the same time, when nowadays, when you do pay into it, that shows your commitment. You know, whereas back in the day wasn't the case, you know, people would come learn for a few months. Oh, I learned. OK, I'm a, I'm going to leave this guy, you know, and that's where he's coming from. So and I really do appreciate that, man. He taught me he taught me my foundation. He taught me, you know, still to this day, like, <laughs> a few months ago, you know, he pops in the shop before. Yeah, before I taught him, I have trained 23 students. He was my 24th student and I've always experienced like barbers learning and just dipping on you or whatever it is the, the case is but when they have a passion they're willing to help the brand grow and help your establishment you know grow it's a different story yeah so yeah so uh after that basically tamim was like yeah we're ready to expand second shop um which is currently in woodbridge shout out uh to all my to all my italians <laughs> And all you the know, guys that work with you. All the guys who enjoy Sugo Sundays. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and that was a difficult time for me, too, because 
Um, I had just quit my job um, a year prior and I had built up clientele in Richmond Hill. And now I was getting married in that same year. And Tamim was like, let's expand. So, man, this is another phase where I was, again, shitting my pants <laughs> because the reason why is now I'm relocating to the West End all the way from Richmond Hill to, you know, that's a 30 minute drive relocating building new clientele just getting married um it's scary man so it was what august of 2017 i believe yeah. that we 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 launched it we went into it we launched it and then a month later i went on my honeymoon yeah yeah and then we brought two of the guys from richmond Hill to cover for me while i was gone came back i was so scared man because i was like man i'm starting out my life with my wife you know, I got these expenses. And just like how Tamim said he started out in Richmond Hill two to five clients a day, that's exactly what I went through. But at the end of the day, man, if you're not being positive and you're not um, optimistic, you know, at the end of the day, man, hard work never fails. So whether it was coming into the shop 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. for 10 hours, only cutting two people or we used to go out till 1, 2 a.m. handing out flyers, walking. It was the dedication. Yeah. You, know, you saw the idea. You saw the image. You saw the picture. You saw the yeah. dream. You have to just go work hard for it. Chase it. Yeah. A lot of legwork. But that's what it takes to run a successful business is to market yourself, put yourself out there, show people how, uh, how you know, how committed you are. And people people don't see this, yeah. like, background. Yeah. You people know, don't is, see what we how go it through, started, man. Yeah. I mean... And this is our livelihood, and we put our energy into it. Um, fast track, how how many was it? A year after we opened up. A year after. Yeah. So it's been two years that we've been yeah, opening up. Yeah, and then a year after the second location, um, we're two barbers deep besides myself. No, it was me and uh, one of our other barbers, Ismat. And then um, in, in walks a gentleman by the name of Lewis. <laughs> And, um, you know, this was at that time we were we were busy, but not to the point where, you know, we couldn't squeeze in a walk in or whatever. Obviously, we do appointments, but whenever we can, we'll squeeze in walk ins if, you know, if time permits. And I see Lewis walking in who who, who he'll talk in a second. Yes, sir. Yes, this sir. Is Lewis. Yes, sir. That's him. And uh it was a it was a lunchtime and he walks in and he's like, Hey man, you got time for a cut? I look at him, I'm like, Man, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> sit down. I wonder what this guy's gonna get. <laughs> I'll be very frank with you, man. Um, I have experience with a lot of different hair types and textures and then as soon as Lewis sat down on my chair, you know, he was the very first guy. <laughs> I, let's, just, let's just say I'm different. Yeah, yeah. In a good way. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, let me get that high taper. Um, leave the top and I'm looking I'm like yo you sure you don't want to trim her all, all around <laughs> he's like I'm like oh man this is uh, you know it's a new challenge I'm, I had never cut a hairstyle like you know there's there's I don't know how it is out in other areas but in that area you know like Filipinos have this little thing with the taper flare outs which you know I dig and I didn't really have experience in that so I was like I was like alright let's do this man I got this <laughs> We're that shooting was a blowout taper that, yeah. I, that I asked. Yeah, a blowout taper. So we were uh, midway into the cut. You know, we finish it up. Uh, we're done. And Lewis hits me with, 
with the line, hey, I'm a barber. <laughs> oh, my God, say less. <laughs> and uh, he had been scoping out our shop and decided to walk in that day. And he happened to work close in the area. So he stepped in on his lunch break. And uh, I'm going to let him explain what happened next, you know, and how we moved on forward after that. Yeah, so that's basically like, you know, how I got introduced to the shop, to the second location. That's by Ahmed, you know. I work very close to the shop, our, uh, our Woodbridge location. I pass by every day, and every day I see this sign. Well, this sign, sorry. <laughs> it says ultimate phase, right? So me, being a barber, you know, I always see this. I'm like, are these guys really good? Because, you know, you name your shop and it says ultimate phase. We're ultimate, bro. Come on. Right? That's That's got to account for something, right? So I decided one day, you know, I walk in, no appointments. Obviously, right? And uh, yeah, we're getting there. What you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, got to come from Ahmed, and uh, it actually took a lot for me to say that I'm a barber because I wasn't mm -hmm. in reality. Mm -hmm. So a little background story. This was like a couple of years back. Yeah, more two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah, we're touching three. So before I said that to Ahmed. I wasn't telling anybody that I was a barber, but I was cutting hair for a good eight years just at my apartment. Mm -hmm. So I started when I was 17. I'm 27 now. But um, <coughs> it's basically barbering started for me when I moved here or migrated here to Canada. And, uh, you know, as an immigrant, you, you, you always want to fit in to your new surroundings, right? And uh, Filipinos, as they're known, we usually don't get fades or anything like that. So moving here, transitioning, you know, I would always get made fun of because obviously, like, you know, I look fob, which means, like, you know, fresh off the boat. And we, we don't we don't get the respect, right, in terms of anything that, that we're trying to do, right? Whether You look like Pacquiao, bro, when the first time <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And, and you know, and that's that's understandable right and that's why i wanted to be kind of the voice of those immigrants so that's when i started barbering because it's it's very intimidating for newcomers to come to a shop in a very different environment and telling them what kind of haircut you're trying to get and you know i did my search online see what it's called and all that but then i saw a couple of videos like there's only like two videos online on YouTube that you know shows you how to cut hair, and I'm like, I think I could do that, right? So, yeah. bot clippers. Yeah, trust. That's how a lot of people start. Right. Uh. So, anyways, my journey was I I was always working, you know, working hard since since I came here. That that was when I was 16 years old. So I came here, always held a job, and at one point I was working four jobs trying to make it right but i've always been cutting hair i would work nine to five i would go home i'll cut from like 6 p.m to like two in the morning uh just built up my clientele and like you know people just trusted me but i never really trusted myself right and that was my biggest problem in terms of like my confidence and like barbering that's why when i when uh when i said to ahmed that i was a barber that was the first time me really like stepping out there and like claiming the throne and or like you know stepping out and claiming myself as a barber right 
even though I did have prior experience. But coming to a shop is, is very different, right? Cutting from home and cutting at the shop, two different things. Yeah, there's a whole thing about shop etiquette that, you know, cutting from your home versus the service you pro- provide for actual clientele in the shop. That's And that's everybody learns that when they come in. 100%. So I really owe it to Ahmed. You know, when we had the conversation, he was very outgoing. Yeah, I love customer service. I love the way we you know talked. I mean? We we vibed, man. Like he came it's in. It's just like you know, we're hitting it off. Sparks everywhere. Yeah, you know? just like, like how I came in with Tamim. You know, boyfriend just, girlfriend thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! It's like I love this guy, man. We're we're both married, bro. That's just. That's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the same vibe I, I got. You know, with Tamim that I came in, it was just the instant like. Hey man, we want to we want to work together type of type of vibe, you know. Yeah. So when he when he said that, you know, Lou, come, you know, why don't you come work with us? I, you know, I jumped on the ship. I said, yeah, let's do it. And then he asked me, when can you start, right? And I shit my pants, you know, <laughs> because yeah. he, they've never seen me cut hair before, but they're taking me in just like that, right? Okay, I never cut hair before when I started. Right, too, and know, so. and I guess you know me and Ahmed were coming from the same place, so you know he he wanted to basically give me an opportunity, right? And the uh, funny story is I work right beside the shop, so my, I have an hour lunch break, right? I would always go to the shop for my breaks, and I would cut two two guys. As soon as I walk in, I'll cut hair, and then I'll go back to my regular job. I started part-time, work nine to five. Fridays, I would come to the shop after after my work straight, mm-hmm. and then I would cut till we're closed. That's the grind, man. And then Saturday. And right? he, he would come in on his lunch break, and I would tell him, bro, bang out two cuts. And what was it at the time? We were, we were charging a little bit less, but still. Two cuts, that was like a, the equivalent to, you know, a quarter or, or, or three-fourths of, how much he would make on his previous job. And same with me, man. I was working corporate. And the reason why, you know, I left was I realized, man, not only the freedom, you actually have a passion for what you're doing and the money's there. You know, it's like you're breaking those chains. My, my biggest thing also is that even though I've, I've never really, you know, tested out or see the value of myself and my service, but, you know, for these people to see that, you know, you're valuable, you're worth this, right? That that made me really, you know, think about what I'm doing. Because I've never really seen barbering as, as a career, right? I would cut hair for free if you ask me right now, right? It's it, like, it's never been like and we have money done and that. all that, right? We, you want to tell them? We, we, we do some charity events here and there, and we've done it so many times in the past. We go downtown, you know. I told Lou, one of our clients has this organization, um, you know, where we go down to uh, Region Meals, Region Park, sorry, um, and we do homeless cuts. We we still do it from time to time, obviously. Like, you, Lou, you have a baby now. You know, we're... Sorry, when, when I saw... Ahmed, I saw a video of you doing, uh, when I saw you doing a video of you providing those cuts to people, that's when I personally fell in love with you, bro. Um, right, right. And uh, I didn't even know you Respect. then, but uh, <laughs> obviously, to me, he was like my brother. So when, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, like, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, giving Respect. back. And that's the, you know, you guys are so young and uh, 
and being able to understand business mm-hmm. concepts um, at your age is like it, what, what I can see is incredible. Okay, because there's so many people that are still like that have businesses mm-hmm. that have been surviving for even ten years that in any moment, any month, they right. could shut down so easily, right? Because they haven't been able to grasp that idea exactly. of business and how to run a business. And so again, exactly. um, the most important thing that I coach even with my own clients is if you want to receive, you gotta give. And it's not just with life. That's how it is with 100%. work. That's how it is with your clients. That's how it is. And so again, that's why when, when you guys were putting out that love, like, of course you're going to get that back tenfold and you deserve it. Right. So appreciate no, it was incredible. It, yeah. I'm very happy you guys brought that Respect. up. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons, like you said, was, you know, um, you, you gotta, I, one thing I believe in is whatever it is you do in life, whether it's cutting hair, whether you're a mechanic, whatever it is, whatever skill set you have at some point in your life, when you have the opportunity, you have to give, you have to use those skills in a way to give back. You know, these guys were already doing um, meals every Sunday. And one of my uh, clients in Woodbridge who organized that event where they give the meals was like, hey, man, do you, you know, I, I actually mentioned it to him. I'm like, hey, is there some way I can help? He's like, why don't you cut, cut their hair? I'm like, yeah, sure. Reach out to Lou, reach out to Tamim, uh, a couple of our other barbers. We're like, yo, let's do this once a month on a Sunday we go down and you know what when you do something like that it humbles you you know you could be somebody that's cocky and reach a point in whatever career it is that you have and say man I've got it all but when you stoop yourself low and you go do something like that for free take taking your time you realize the va- the the value of giving back and like you said man you you give and you receive and that's what it was. Yeah, just um, just like to take a moment, actually, with, you know, everybody that we work together with, like, I always tell them, like, you don't work for me or I don't work for you. It's we work together. Right. So the way I look at it, like, you know, I value my my people that I work with so much because every opportunity that we get, like Ahmed gets the opportunity of giving, you know, back to the homeless. Lewis gives, you know you know takes time and teaches people like you know where he's not supposed to be working he comes into the shop teaches people you know gives them an atmosphere where it's welcoming yo one thing i want to i want to put out there not a lot of people know but yo lewis working with him in the past two and a half years i can tell you he's one of the biggest uh inspiring guys in, in the terms of taking people from his community and i've seen it and teaching them and giving them opportunities so many barbers he's hired you know, in his in the third location, which he didn't get to talk about fully, but I'm a, I'm gonna say it out there. He's helped them so much, and I've seen it. And man, it feels so good because I started that way with Tamim. Lewis came into the picture, and it's reciprocating. It's it's going around, and he's doing the same thing. And when you see things like that, man, you're like, wow, like it's beautiful. And which goes back to what was, Tamim was saying right now. Yeah, because. Honestly, like the way we look at things is when we see an opportunity or when we get an opportunity, we like to expand it or share it or give a, you know, give a piece to somebody else. Right. And um, I always tell people like success, like success is not like opening up a shop and having people work for you and, you know, doing the whole nine yards, cutting hair and all that stuff. It's how long you keep it. You know, somebody could open up a shop and close the next month, you know, or sur- like hardly surviving. But if I tell you, hey, I did this and I made this amount or like I approached, you know, other people and I created this, you know, like 
establishment or anything it could be like a anything right it's how long you've been doing it for and what the outcome is you know you could do something for a short amount of time and make double or you could make something for you know times two like doesn't matter how long you do it for and you could you know get nothing from it so that's how uh when lewis uh came into the picture with me and ahmed um i always uh again give other people opportunity which i see successful people or the go-getters so that's why i talked to lewis about the third shop and he's going to explain to you how that happened yes 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 so third shop let's talk about it um how did it even start i was just pushing my boundaries i guess um i've been with the with ultimate fades for not even a year right and you know they they give me the respect that i deserve and you know they really heard the voice my voice and what i was trying to say right um as Timmy said success is not measured by you know opening up shops but i feel like success is measured by how many people you could help and bring up right it's easy to step on people and get to the top but it's harder to bring a whole team up to the top right and uh to me and ultimate fades and amid they've given me a platform to expand um you know not just the shop but expand um the opportunities for me to really reach out and help out again you know with my community and for this is for anybody too um you know a lot of people always reaches out to you know to us we might we might be busy a uh, little background i'm married and i just have my baby he's almost two months but i i always you know make time you know to help out those people maybe they you know they don't know where, where they're heading or what what they're doing because i've i've been in that same situation right and you know for us to be opening up shops to open up oppor- more opportunities for barbers in general because not a lot of clients know this but there's there's a lot of taint in barbershops now right you know a lot of people are saying a lot of things about barbershops and and we're trying to change that you know from the inside you're not you're not going to change this by you know saying things about other barbershops but you know it's it's got to start within and like, you know from your within your shop right so that's i think that's the main goal and that's what we're trying to do you know we're third shops in and i mean our, our barbers if if you ask any one of them i think they're they're very happy and they're you know they're satisfied right they feel like there's an improvement right and just like in life you know we're, we're learning as we go and we're taking all the good things with us and i think that's you know that's the best thing about working with these group of guys because it's always you know we're always open we're always open to suggestions whether it be from our clients for our own selves and even from each other we're very critical about each other right and we're pushing each other's boundaries to get better and you know to do better in life yeah and when when Luz just mentioned about being open minded you know Lewis came into to to the Woodbridge shop and instantly man within the first uh, year that he was in we made a lot of changes you know he had a lot of input and ideas which were great because you have a you have a fresh mind um somebody who's not been in a shop atmosphere who's coming in who has not been in the uh ultimate fades uh shops to you know be engulfed in that culture or whatever you may call it 
And it was great seeing that fre- refreshing, um, you know, mindset and ideas. And we implemented a lot of things that he suggested, which was great. Because, it again, as he mentioned, it's not about, um, you know, how many years you've put in. It's about, like, Lewis came in, he had that, he had that, that characteristic to him who you know he was humble hungry and he had a vision and along with our vision combined we made into something great you know just the atmosphere the look of the shop things like that we changed in general um guys i gotta say like just i'm listening to i'm listening to it from literally a customer's perspective because that's exactly who i am to you guys so while i'm hosting yeah. this podcast and, yeah. and helping you guys put this together by the way shout out goes to <laughs> <Lisco>. <laughs> the the way that i that the way that i even came into this picture was just walking in here one day and uh i have never gone anywhere after that as well too you know so uh and, and the funny thing is for all those that can't see us i don't even have hair and i and i'm a valued <laughs> customer here okay I, i'm here almost once a week and i don't even have hair it's the persian that's beard. it and and yeah and and i literally grow it just so i have an excuse to at least come down here and to have a conversation and, and, and continue that relationship with tamim otherwise uh i know he doesn't make much money off me and i know it's not like uh, my beard desperately needs somebody else's help but uh my point is also too is just like is being able to the one thing here that I'm, that's a takeaway for me is that there's three young guys sitting in front of me who each run their own business to an extent um, who took no formal education for what they're doing today. Do you know what I mean? And that in, in 2019 Correct, yeah. is huge, you know, um, besides the fact that everyone's trying to do something nowadays, it seems like when you, especially when you look across the Internet, everyone's trying to mm-hmm. uh, pursue some form of passion. Like I said, it's completely different yeah. that that talk and that idea is out there. But doing it professionally and doing it correct is a completely different game. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what I exactly. see here, which is why. You know, just as a customer, I know the only thing I can do is keep coming back. Yeah. That's the only thing I can do. And you know what you just said? You know, you may not have a lot of hair. You may not, you know, you want to come in for for that personable connection, that touch, which goes back to what I was saying earlier is, man, some people that come in, it's like a therapy session for them. I I shit you not. It is 100%. You know, they come in. Yeah, legit, man. I have guys. And, and Lewis knows weekly, they're in weekly, they don't even need a haircut. <laughs> they, their hair is nice. They come in and they unwind. Man, you know, you know, we have that saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's what we have in the shop. <laughs> what happens in the shop or what's said in the shop stays in the shop. You know, it's like a, it's like a therapy session. You have barber client yeah, privileges, man. you know what I mean? And That's you know, it. Uh, again, yeah. what you said, uh, without any major education or whatever coming into it. And I want to put this out there that as to mentioned in the beginning of how he started out, uh, his parents, you know, weren't on board. I went through the same thing and I want, I want to kind of, um, make it known or, or, or put this into people's minds and the new generation knows this already. And they go through it is that we went through something with our parents that they came back, you know, from, personally my parents are from iran they came here with this mentality my son daughter needs to pursue higher education uh so on and so forth but man at the end of the day if your son does not want to be a doctor or engineer or lawyer you know that's not forced upon that should not be forced upon them everyone has a talent a skill and they're not going to know what it is 
until they perform that and they find it out on their own. I went through six jobs and f three to four potential careers before I became a barber at the age of, you know, what was it, 20? Yeah. Or 19. Um, so that goes to say, man, we need to break that barrier because we are in, uh, we are in, a, in, in trades and I love it, man. I love earning money with my hands and knowing that I worked hard for this and with all those other attributes connected to it. Yes, that's why the um, main reason of having this podcast is, you know, giving people an idea or sharing our ideas, you know, about other things outside the barbershop or, you know, the way we look at things. Just because it's a saying actually too, but uh, I don't know the exact saying, but the barber knows everything in the community, right? They hear it from everybody, you know, and uh, not too many people or barbers actually get the opportunity to, to speak, you know, out in the public of what they think about certain things and how things are, you know, put aside for them. You know, just because, you know, you show up a certain time doesn't mean the barber was, you know, had a bad day like you. You know, we were, we do their therapy or whatever. We're like their therapists, but uh, we're humans ourselves, too, you know. So we always like to give that message out to, you know, the public. Things that they don't see when they come into the shop. Um, just touching up on the subject, um, you know, you were mentioning no formal training for us barbers. Uh, I just don't want you guys to misunderstand what they were trying to say. Uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, we didn't go to school, that we, we don't know anything. And that <coughs> I think it's, it's harder for us barbers because we're learning as we go, right? We learn through experience. Right. And, um, you know, every barber, right, is is going through learning on their own things. And every barber is learning through different outlets. Right. So, you know, just because we say that we don't have formal education doesn't, you know, bring down our value. If anything, it doesn't mean you're not learning. Well, that, that too. Every, like all barbers are learning every day. There, there's always room for improvement. And, you know, your barber is your stylist. Right newer trends you know what's new what's popping right what's stylish right now classic cuts you know fades and all this designs right just because we didn't go to school for them doesn't mean we we didn't have to learn oh of course i think the point also to highlight there and the main point of that statement was more so to say that it's easy to come up with excuses in your life to not do something or to not pursue something and uh and, and you guys have just proven to me again and again and again that, yeah, no excuses. Like, I don't know how to cut hair. I didn't go to, I didn't go to, there is schools, there's barber schools that people can pay thousands of dollars to, to get their hair training. Okay. And that still doesn't prepare you. It, and, and that's the point, right? So do you use that as an excuse as to why, as to why you don't move forward? Or do you just say, okay, I can now, I can still do this, you know, as again, just believing in something and, and showing how passionate that you guys are. It makes it so easy to now at least move forward with all those struggles. And also to go back to what Ahmed said, uh, the, the coolest thing about working for yourself means that even when you slave away from mm -hmm. nine till nine, yeah. and let's say you only made the equivalent of minimum wage, yeah. there's still nothing in the world that's more satisfying than to know that you did this yourself. You made this money come in yourself 100%. based on you, not the company you work 100%. for, not the brand you're representing, nothing exactly. like that. You know, it was just literally hard work, right? So exactly. uh, definitely uh, a point I wanted to touch on, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. Um, and, you know, do you know going through things like this, um, 
coming coming up learning from scratch uh managing a shop uh from the bottom up uh not only does it humble you but it makes you appreciate hard work because you know where you came from and let's say two years down the line you know where you're at now you appreciate it so much more and some of the guys you know that come along afterwards when the shop is booming it's popping might not realize that whether it's barbers or clients and again i want to make that known that you know there is a big um there is big legwork behind all of this that you know it is what it is today and hard work man again back to what i said hard work never fails and i, I stand behind that that's it so guys um we're going to wrap up the first episode of the podcast uh, right now. I thank you guys so much for uh, putting it together out there. Honestly, I, no, thank no, you. You're, you're a big no, honestly, part of this as, too. Don't as a customer, um, again, we only see one side of everything, right? Absolutely. I don't know anything about you guys other than you cut nice hair and you're happy. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> it. That's all I know, right? So I'm sure that uh, not only me, but all your awesome customers, friends, all that people are going to look forward to these type of conversations, which I think we're going to put out uh, once a month. Yep. Uh, we're going to look at doing that and uh, hopefully continue to bring even more value to everyone else listening. So if you are listening, please follow, subscribe, whatever channel you are listening to. And uh, we will hit you guys up next month with a notification. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.